The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Gold. From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signals the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. I, I guess as good a day to be a Yankee fan as it's been in a while. We're recording this on Monday night. We had a scheduling conflict on Tuesday when we normally record, but it still is going to come out on Wednesday, I think. Who knows? Maybe it'll come out early. I don't know. I'm going to send it to the producers and see if we're allowed to put it out early. Um, but if anything big happens on Tuesday, then you'll get some tacked on like shitty audio from our phones. And we're in big trouble if that happens for the podcast and for the Yankees, probably. Yeah, <laughs> for everything. So baseball's been going on for, you know, another week, you know, since the last time we talked. The Yankees have had, I want to say, less issues than other teams have. We haven't seen, you know, we'll talk about, I'm going to, you know, again, treat the beginning of this as if the season's fully going to happen. Um, we haven't had to cancel any workouts because of COVID testing, which makes sense because you would think that wherever the tests are being done, like there's somewhere in New York that can do it. Like we should never, like in the greater New York City area, you should never be without. Absolutely. And I like to think that the Yankees always find the best people, whether it's medical, whether it's whatever. You got to think that they're Did willing you watch to take last the best. Season? 
I, I did, and I did. But, you know, they replaced him with Eric Cressy, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like the least handled. Some teams, uh, you know, are going out. There are some teams that have done some of their tests on their own with, like, local places where they can get the assurance that they're not interfering with public results. Because that's a big thing, is that we're working with a specific company because they aren't doing, you know, doctors and nurses. Like, right, we're not sure. taking away from them or police or, you know, other people who have to be out there. Um, but we had, I mean, we had Sessa and DJ, and DJ is obviously a big miss, you know, not being there, or if it were to go into the season. But being so early in summer camp, I drove past a Camping World um, RV place today. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was out house hunting again, and so I saw it. I was like, oh, that. So I was driving. I was like, oh, summer camp. And my wife was like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, don't. You're not going to. You're going to think I'm dumb. Um, I was saying, I was like, Nick would get it. Uh, so, yeah, they, um, you know, DJ was never worried, still not worried, because by opening day, his recovery, especially asymptomatic, should be fine. But Araldis Chapman has tested positive for COVID. And he tested positive on Thursday. I think we found out about it on Saturday, maybe Sunday. No, Saturday, Saturday. yeah. Yeah, so that when they say tested positive on Thursday, that means he took the test on Thursday, and then Saturday is when they got the results. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to hurt. I mean, obviously the Yankees have a deep bullpen. We have the best bullpen in the league, but he has a real alpha dog presence out there on the mound, and it's really an unmatched presence, I think, among major league closers. So, yeah, Britain can do the job as a closer, but I'm going to miss seeing Chappie jog to the mound and do the stare down. I mean, I'm into all that. So I think I think it is a big loss. But, like, are we going to are we gonna miss him? Cause I, well, I think that first frame. week, man, that, that first week. Remember, the starters aren't going to be as built up. You're going to need you're going to need that whole bullpen to kind of get us through those first fifteen, twenty games. If he misses three games, fine. But if he has to miss close to ten, I, I think that is significant. But is he? I mean, in theory, though, he could be back. You have to sit out fourteen days and test negative twice. So, like the clock on the fourteen days, like after that, is just test negative twice. So it may be up against it, but. You know, when it comes down to it, if it's if he's, you know, eligible, game one, and he hasn't played in the exhibition games that we play against the Phillies or the Mets, I think I still give the ball to him. Oh, I would too, absolutely. <laughs> but it's two weeks. I mean, it's two weeks from opening day to his positive test. So he's really right up against it would be the 14 days. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because it is next. So I'm hoping maybe we get him back for the Phillies series. Like, maybe he just misses those first three games in D.C., and then he's back. Because we're going to need everybody those first couple of games. Yeah. So, yeah, we may, yeah we're going to probably miss him for that opening series, at least. That's tough. It's tough when you – because, like, living in the world that we live in now, dates, calendars, like, it means nothing. Because I – personally, I run my life – around what am I looking forward to? You know, like a real thing I can go to. And as you know, I'm skeptical about baseball season, but like I can't even go. If it was an opening day I could go to, there I know everything about it. But like I even have, you know, there's no weddings to look forward to. There's no, like there's nothing. So I lose track of the days. Yeah, that stinks. Plus now we're also waiting for who else is going to get, you know, 
did he get any? Did he infect anyone else? Because I did hear, I think it was Adovino had said somewhere that there are players on the team that he doesn't see. Like he hasn't seen Aaron Judge. Like these guys aren't seeing each other. We do different things. It's almost to a certain extent because of the COVID restrictions and social distancing and guys getting dressed all over the place. It's almost like a football training camp. Offense, defense, special teams, quarterbacks, you're all meeting in different rooms. Exactly. And Chappie specifically, if you've listened to any other Yankees podcast or R2C2 or stuff like that, he really keeps to himself in general. He's not a big joker hanging around with the guys. I mean, Chappie kind of keeps to himself, I think, and he hangs out with whoever he hangs out with. He also did not play in any of the sim games. He threw with Gary in the bullpen and did some things, but he wasn't in the actual inner squad games that they did. So I'm hoping that we can get out of there unscathed and nobody's tested positive from that as of now, at least. So we got that going for us. Yeah. Well, my fear is the like, you know, they say three to 14 days incubation period. And then, you know, so there could be a terrible situation where we get him back, like right at opening day but we lose three other guys. Everybody else, right. But get it done now instead. And the other thing is I would much prefer this to a sore elbow or a sore shoulder. Yeah. He's going to come back and he's going to be fine eventually. And I think, I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe it's wrong to say, but the fact that they're saying he's got mild symptoms, I feel like is better. If, you, if you're asymptomatic, it's more frustrating. You know, like, yes. you're just like, I feel totally fine. I feel like I can go just go do this. Whereas it's like, yeah, well, I do kind of feel like crap. Like, I would prefer to not be outside in 95-degree heat today anyway. Right. So. No. Yeah. You're I mean, right. It's, it's going to be tricky with him. And DJ, with DJ, he's completely asymptomatic. You know he's chomping at the bit. And Chappie's a horse. I mean, the guy's a physical specimen. You know he's going to get back out there as soon as he can withstand a lot of the times we're like, okay, he needs a week to swim in the pool, and he needs a week to take dry swings, and he needs a week for wet swings. With Chappie, seems like a guy. That's like, three months out. on the gravity-free treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my concern with Chapman. Dude loves to smoke heaters. Like, he... This is, if I were to pick anyone on the team to be like, yo, who would be the worst to get it? Because we don't have anyone who's like over, really overweight like CeCe. Because like even Voight looks like, it would probably be, because Voight slimmed down, it would probably be like Mike Ford's still a big boy. And oh, then, yeah. um, and then, yeah, like Chapman, because he's just throwing, he, he's smoking heaters, like all quarantine, playing poker and he, boxing in the he's driveway. He's a guy that has a lot of vices. Like, he, I'm, he loves spending money. I'm, I'm sure he enjoys drugs. He enjoys women. He drinks. I, I think Chappie just Speeding. like indulge. Yeah. <laughs> I, he does everything that you would do. I, I've said this a billion times about all these guys from Cuba. If you were born with, like, you're going to play on the Cuban national team, which pays no money, and you're going to be the best player. Like, all their teams are just like, Consuela's factory. Like, it, there's no, you know, like, whenever you hear the name, so it's not like, oh, the Yankees. You don't know about these teams like the Giants in Japan or, or anything like that. Right, right. It's like, you know, there's nothing prestigious about it unless you're from there and you've accepted that you're never going to go to America. So once you get to anywhere, it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just drive a billion miles an hour. Let's smoke heaters. Let's box in my driveway. Let's throw really hard. Like, yeah. You're playing with he's playing with house money. It's just a it's a win just to get over here for that for most of them. Exactly. Like they've already won. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And I don't even remember his story. It's been so long, but like, you know, you hear all these stories about how like, 
you know, people are coming over in like rafts or they're in like a speedboat headed towards Mexico, like being chased, but they've got to go to like Panama first. Like it's uh yeah, so fuck it. Do whatever you smoke all the heaters you want. Hopefully he's not smoking them during this. Yeah, right now, take a break, Aroldis. Take a week or two off of the cigs. <laughs> so, you know, we've heard Stanton, my guy, will be ready for opening day. We hear Clint is dealing with a bit of a, like a foot thing, so that's why he's not playing a lot of outfield. But, ya boy, Aaron Richie Sexton Judge. <laughs> Stiff neck. Hasn't played in, you know, a couple days. Maybe he's going to play on Tuesday? Maybe. 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 This was an eye roll for me. This was like, here we go again. The guy played in two actual baseball games for the first time in almost a year, and he's got a stiff neck. Like, it's it's a joke. Have you, you just have to laugh. Have you watched every Intrasquad game? Uh, there was. I missed the one, actually, on, on Sunday. Uh, we were down at the pool, so I missed that. The pool at your building? Yeah, it finally opened it's up. open? Uh, yeah, July 1st it opened. It, it's been a godsend. But, yeah, I've seen all the other ones. It's tough with having to stream it illegally like we've been talking about. Yeah. The shit buffers out or the link dies or whatever. I watched the beginning of them, and I was just like, I can't watch these guys practice for too long. <laughs> like, you know, and the camera angle sucks. Like, they have it behind the plate. Yeah. And the, the commentary is, is shitty uh, some of the times. So they're, they're not. They're having separate conversations, and Michael Kay's on his wife's Zoom. I just like, want they don't even have it together. Give me Matt Stucco out there running around. Like, give me a rock and jock element to this. At least yeah. they could have the first week. Like, I get as it's like getting in. So all we know about Judge just like woke up sore neck, stiff neck. That's it. And Brian Hope tweeted about an hour ago today, Monday, that he was feeling a little bit better today, and that they're hoping he can play tomorrow. But it's just it's just another it's just another annoying thing. And the wrist wasn't his fault, but everything since then, it's been like, ah, man, come on, buddy. It's kind of, it's a tough position with Judge, too, because Party was like, dude, just suck it up and play, right? But he did that with the rib. Right? <laughs> it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It really feels like that. And, like, it's, you know, there's a certain sense out of his control, but it's really just like, hey, just be healthy. Can you just be healthy, please? It's frustrating, and I think there's a larger conversation to be had about, you know, our two franchise pillars are these bodybuilder guys that, that can't stay on the field, and and this is the way we're built. The, the team, the dynamic of the team, it's a power-hitting team. It's a big team. It's not going to change. Like, is this is this the best way to do it? Can't you find guys who are beefy but, like, 6'3", you know? Yeah, right. Or smaller superstars. Like, DJ is just built like a normal – Ball player Francisco Lindor, he's kind of slender. A guy like that, Pete Alonso, just looks like a fat dad. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, yeah, there are some guys. I feel like there are guys that are having a resurgence of like in the '90s when everyone just looked like someone I could just like beat up. It just looks like, right. like someone's dad. I watched Mike. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Gazawa, one of our guys. Okay, he writes oh, for us. Godzilla, yeah, yeah, Godzilla, yeah. yes, yeah. He wrote a thing about Paul O'Neill robbing a home run, like, on this state, whatever, against the Mets. It was Derek Bell. And I was like, damn, Derek Bell played till he was, like, 50, man. Look, he looks like Julio Franco out there. And then so I was just like, let me just look it up. Like, how he was 31. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Apparently he lived on a houseboat that season. <laughs> like, baseball, baseball used to age you a lot more than it does nowadays. But I feel like we're getting back to some of those guys. 
you know, we are. Yeah. And if you think about our 90s teams that won all those championships, none of those guys really looked like bodybuilders. They were just all kind of normal looking, normal looking dudes. And now we have like a fitness team, but they can't stay healthy. Paul O'Neill was like sneaky ripped. He was. Yes. But like, like you know, Scott first baseman, he was just like Scott Brocious and Tina Martinez at the corners look like they just coached first and third base for like a girls <laughs> JV softball team. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, those are regular-ass guys. So we don't know what's going on with Judge. I mean, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll know. But even in a short season, the frustrations around him and his ability to stay healthy or just, like, do the right – like, I don't know what it is, dude. Like, is it your fucking pillow? Like, is your pillow bed? Do you have a bad bed? Like, where are you even living? Are you staying in a hotel? Like, you know, clean it. Just clean it the fuck up, Aaron. Just clean it the fuck up. We need you, bro. It's frustrating. He's got to. Um, and it, it's always something else with him. And now if he misses a week, does he need that? More li- live reps and you just start to get up against the clock with opening day. And it's just very frustrating with him. And you can't blame us for, for freaking out a little bit because Boone said in February that the rib thing wasn't that big of a deal. And then he ended up missing, would have missed four months. So it's natural to panic at every little injury. I ha- Judge has said like since training camp, you know, summer camp, whatever the fuck it is, has restarted. He's like, yeah, no, I would have been fine for opening day, like I said all along. And I wanted to be like, dude, fuck you. You know what? Don't fucking lie to me. Don't lie to me, because you can hardly play right now. Dude, when he said that, I thought it was a joke. Like, I saw the tweet. I think whatever beat writer tweeted it. Like, yeah, just like I told you guys. I was like, ha, good one. And then I watched the actual video. I'm like, wait, he's serious? He actually said that? I couldn't believe it. I've heard of people who go to weddings with, like, uh, they, you know, the gift is cash, not even a check. And they don't seal the envelope. And then it's just like, ah, well, you know, the DJ suck, take out 20 bucks, like, da-da-da. <laughs> I feel like whenever someone, like, especially, like, Judge gets injured, Randy Levine is somewhere. Like, ah, that's going to cost you a mil when it comes time. <laughs> seriously, seriously. And you know they're thinking about it. I mean, everybody thought Didi was going to be a lifelong Yankee, right? Look at him. Cashman. Let him walk no problem. And you think about some of the guys that are going to be free agents coming up. There's no guarantee the judge is going to be a lifelong Yankee. I hope he is. I hope he stays healthy. But I think there are people that think no matter what, he's going to be here forever. and He's going to go to Monument Park. But there are no guarantees. There's a point where it doesn't make business sense. And uh, a stiff neck's a stiff neck. Like, he could be fine tomorrow. But it's just like... It's just not what we need right now. We don't need the stress. We don't need to be talking about this. I haven't seen him hit a home run. You know, no. like, that's what I need to see. Yeah, absolutely right. And look, Francisco Lindor is going to be a free agent after 21. He plays for 150 games a year. Are you going to give Judge $300 million, or would you rather give it to Lindor? It's, it's a question. Where do you think Glaber goes then? Second base, back to second, back to third? I feel like Glaber could play anywhere. Yeah, I think with him and DJ being so interchangeable, I think that's why you can entertain something like that. And that's how Cash wants to build his infield, is guys that can play multiple positions. Even Gio, I think, has played a little short in his career. I want to say Miggy's going to try first in the outfield. So Cash really values versatility. I still can't believe we didn't see DJ in the outfield at all last year. I just assumed that would be happening because he's just like captain versatile i was surprised also he didn't play first base which is like his regular glove like now nah, i don't need a first baseman like a kid in little league like yeah i'll just play dj whatever. is a he is a little leaguer at heart i think we had one game of tyro estrada in the outfield and i think wade was out there a couple of times but yeah i mean dj could easily play left or right i'd have i'd have yeah. no problem throwing him out there um 
so there hasn't been, you know, that's the bad news. The good news is Garrett Cole, very good at baseball, worth every penny, and hasn't put on the pinstripes yet. He hasn't. He's put on the batting practice uniforms. I think from what we've seen of him, he's been dominating. He gave up that home run to Miggy, but it was funny to see, because I wasn't even thinking about it when it happened, but John Boy did a breakdown of it, that it was literally he struck someone out, Gary threw the ball to third. It went around. They're like, oh, touched too many people, so now you need a new ball. Cole is like, but I want that ball. I like that ball. <laughs> they give him a new ball. He actually says, like, holds the ball and goes, but I like that ball. And then just fucking grooves the fastball, gives up a home run. Next pick. His attention to detail is, is seems like second to none. I mean, the guy has every single detail covered on the mound is his preparation everything that goes into it obviously all the reasons that they paid him and yeah that's the only run i think he's let up in the two two exhibition games. he, he went on fi- purpose to prove a point yeah <laughs> and that was a little short porch or two wasn't like miggy got all of it but he um i just think so much in terms of when you think of like big stars guys who've like worked their whole lives and i think it helps that he didn't win a world series yet but you know, guys who are big stars, like you look at like Robinson Cano when we left him, when he won all that money, I was like, what are you going to do? He's going to play second base in a folding chair in Seattle. Like, he's not going to fucking try. Because right. a lot of these guys, like, once it's that point, it's like, well, I've got all this money. It's guaranteed, you know, especially with everything going on in the world, with Cole having to move from, you know, he was in Houston, lives in Cal- from California, moved to New York area, find a house in Greenwich. Get down to Tampa. Everything shuts down. Wife super pregnant. Has a baby. Had would have every excuse to be distracted. Yeah. Oh my God. And you mentioned Cano. I think of Manny Machado because I was banging the Machado drum harder harder than anybody. I wanted him really badly. Wanted to put him right at third. And now you kind of see with all these little things with Garrett Cole. Why you give a guy like that the three hundred twenty four million and not Machado? If I would have known now. What I know, I would never have. I wouldn't have been crying about Machado all of 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, Cole, he's just lived up to it, and all you hear about is him being a leader as well, which is great because you worry about that. Um, you worry about that leadership as a guy like CC leaves, as Gardner is a fourth outfielder on his way out. Like, where is that leadership going to come from? It's not like like Luke Voigt's not here for forever, long enough to do it. Gary, it's just not his personality. Um, and I think, like, Gary's one of those guys who still uses a translator, even though, like, I'm, he can speak English fine. He just, you know, whether it's an insecurity or just not want to deal with it, keep the answer shorter. Uh, you know, that's not your captain. Judge isn't healthy enough to be uh, the, that leader. He's not around enough. Great guy, like, great personality, but just not there. It's not Stanton. It's definitely not Hicks. Glaber's too young. DJ's on a walk year. It's not Geo, so who's it going to be? Cole. Like, we were paying for more than a player there. Or we, we were paying for a player. We got more. And the leadership means so much more when it's coming from your best player. Like, yeah, CC was a great leader and a great clubhouse guy, but he was a fringe fifth starter at the end. It's just not the same as when it's the guy who's dominating and he's the leader. It, it hits way different, I think. Yeah. I, and so I've been nothing but happy with him. It looks like... The work that, you know, we heard he was working on his own, and, you know, we saw him playing catch with his wife, hanging out with Boone. You know, that's all great stuff. But he's really been putting in work because he looks ready to go. And you hear all these pitchers who are like, 
you know, yeah, I should be good for three innings, four innings, you know, the first thing. I bet if you gave left it up to Cole, he's like, yeah, I'm out there. I'm throwing 120 pitches. What the fuck are you doing? Oh. You paid me a lot of money. I'm trying to win this game. He go out there, and, and everything he does just makes it so obvious that they needed him. Like, Severino would never be acting like – like, he was supposed to be our ace, our, our leader in the pitching staff. He, he would yeah. never be doing any of this stuff. I mean, come on. I love uh, Seve. But. I wonder how Seve coming back is going to be – like, there's a new boss in town. Like, it was oh, CC, yeah. and CC is very much like – you know, listen, CC is great. CeCe is a leader for the whole team, the organization, and all that stuff. But CeCe's kind of a fun guy. Cole – and and like he already has his World Series, has his Cy Young. Cole is out here to win, and I think for I think for guys like a CC or you know a her if Herman comes back, not CC sorry, Sevy or like a Herman, like yo it's a different place now, like and you better be ready to fucking work. hundred oh, percent. And I think about Severino game three, 2018 ALDS. He forgot what time the game started. He didn't make it to the bullpen in time and he got lit the fuck up by Boston. I don't think something like that happens if Garrett Cole's around. I would like Garrett Cole to start hosting his own off season thing. Like, invite, like the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Like invite the starters to somewhere and just do it. Like, you know, you're not, you know, get Gary, get Higgy, get whoever, invite them to. I don't care if it's not even, like, the physical, but, like, really the mental. The mental is so big. I think it can be a, a difference maker. And, you know, our pitching coach is obviously going to be down with that. Oh, yeah. So and I'm excited to see how he works. That's another thing I'm excited about is replacing Larry with Matt Blake. I think that's going to be a huge upgrade. Obviously, COVID has, has kind of limited the interactions he can have with the guys, but I still think it's going to help. Yeah, I think it's going to be big. Um, so, yeah, we love the Cole signing. Uh, the sim games, I mean, it's been, they've been fun, you know, it's good to yeah. see the guys, but I can only do like two innings of it. And then, cause there's nothing, like you said with the announcement, there's nothing that like keeps my attention. They're not right. keeping me into the game. I have no idea what the score is. You know, sometimes there's not an outfielder. There's no <laughs> yeah. offense. Yeah. There's no offense. And halfway through the inning, the, Phil Nevin comes out and he's hitting them ground balls. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. I can't keep up. <laughs> That's when they lose me, when it really just becomes baseball practice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the young guys have looked good, though. Uh, Clark Schmidt, King, how do you pronounce this? Debbie? Davey. Davey. I don't know why I can't speak today. We're doing this. Yeah, no worries. Davey, like, they've all looked good. They've looked like they're willing and ready and wanting to step up. You know, Clark Schmidt has talked a lot about that, especially, you know, if a starter role were to open up. But really, they look great for, like, if we're only doing four innings the first time through, like, these guys can get you two innings. They're going to be perfect for the scenario. And think about last year, we were throwing Nestor Cortez out there following the opener, and none of these guys were ready. And I think this is going to be a huge improvement if you have these three, four starters that weren't ready last year. Now they are. becomes that much more important with the shortened season. I think it's going to be huge. And Luizaga, too. He's another one that's kind of flying under the radar, but he's healthy, and he throws 100 miles an hour, too. Yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be weird for everyone. And so it's just like, how can we minimize the weird for us while being prepared for the weird? Of like you know, hey, we gotta throw you know Debbie out there, and maybe I think you I think you brought up a couple weeks ago like some of these guys could could end up in like an opener situation. Oh yeah, for sure. Or the uh, I think I, yeah, like the bulk guy even where maybe Green throws the first inning 
and then one of these guys comes in for two through four or two through five before you get to the back end guys. But yeah, that first week is going to be a circus. <laughs> yeah, a total circus. Yeah. Um, and then Tanaka hasn't done anything. He's supposed to play. He played catch on Sunday. He played catch yesterday. Yeah. So he seems to be going as well as expected. Yeah. I mean, it might, you know, it might make his first time through. As long as we haven't seen any setbacks, um, I don't know. Is he still on a concussion, like, protocol or anything? He's still in concussion protocol, but to be honest, I don't even know what that means in baseball. I think it's, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a matter of, like, he hasn't tested back to his base level, which I think is much easier to do in baseball because I like where do they even get the base level from are they doing a lot of base level testing before the season unlike football where it's like well you're all going to get this and you're all probably going to die right but he really only has one more step right I mean he, he's played catch once he gets back on a mound that's really the last step I guess maybe throw BP and then playing one of those sim games I don't know yeah yeah I mean I just yeah I guess there would be throw a bullpen and then, yeah, there's not really a th- throw BP. Like, just you got to get out there, throw your BP. You know, maybe do it not on TV if, like, if that's what we're worried about. But for the most part, we just need to, like, get you back out there. We do. And my prediction is that they will save him for the Philly series. Like, maybe they'll let Hap pitch that third game in D.C. just to give him a little bit of extra time. So he's still in the, the first rotation, but maybe not the first series. I could see that of just like yeah hey we're we're gonna sit this one you know we're, we're like there's no offense to you for this but you're gonna we're just gonna skip you in the lineup this one time yeah, or they, like they or you know we're gonna send you out there yeah we're gonna send you out there third you don't need to be out there second we'll get the extra day for you depending yeah. on how everything else shapes shakes up and I think a good amount of this could be um like flexible because. You never know with these rosters and with guys can go down at any time, you know, without, you know, a traditional injury. What are we, um, you you have to have the flexibility in there to just say, like, yeah, you were supposed to pitch on Sunday. We decided to go with this, like, weird combo on Sunday. We're bumping you back to Monday just because, like, because of the matchups, because of whatever. Uh, I think a lot, like, egos have to go out the door. Oh yeah, and everybody's got to be on their toes and ready to pivot from the manager to the players to the you know the groundskeeping crew. Everybody's kind of, and I think everybody's prepared for that. Yeah, um, I think the only other like real Yankee-ish news is uh, Clint Frazier is wearing the mask. He's going full Bane. I had noticed it. I mean, I think everyone noticed it that he had been like the guy who was coming up to bat wearing it, um, you know, consistently. We had seen guys at workouts for it, but for the most part, and kind of what I wanted for these guys is an environment where they feel like the testing and everything is safe enough that they don't feel the need to wear the mask when they get there. You're out on the street, you're out, you know, you're going to pick up food, you wear the mask, but the idea is that once you're in there, you don't have to worry about it. And I don't necessarily know that Clint is worried about it, but. I think he's just trying, you know, I think it's a positive thing. I think it's good for his image of just like, hey, it's just not that hard. Like, I can do it. If it becomes an issue, then I won't wear it. But, like, for right now, I can wear it. It's fine. I think that's just, it resonates good. As someone who's, like, constantly telling people to wear masks, I think I like it. 
No, I think it's a good move. I, I think he's being a good person, but I also think it doesn't hurt that he gets to stand out a little bit and get a little bit of attention from it as well, just like with the sneakers. Like, I think it's probably, I don't know, 85% him wanting to, to do good and, and set a good example, and then 15% of it. I know people are going to write about this and take pictures of it. Um, so I'd be lying if I said that. I didn't think that was a factor. There was, when I first saw him doing it, I was like, how long until this is like, you know, it's like the sneakers. Like, But... I could see the Yankees jumping ahead of that. Like, as soon as he was like, hey, I'm going to wear the mask, and they're just like, hey, just so you know, these are the approved masks. You're not coming out with a big Nike swoosh on your mouth. Right, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, At which I think is fair. Yeah, me too. Do you think that, though, that the foot injury and the crazy cleats that he wears, do you think there's any correlation there or just a coincidence? I think just a coincidence. I yeah. I don't People even were trying to go for that, but I don't know how you could. Who knows? Do you know, like... I I guess haven't paid enough attention to it. Like, do we, do you know what his um, like what is the foot injury? It feels like it just kind of came up out of like nowhere. They said, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, plantar fasciitis. Oh, he's got plantar fasciitis. Yeah, plantar the plantar fascia is injured. Yeah, I knew yeah. I was doing it wrong. <laughs> no, it's plantar it's plantar fasciitis is the disease or what? Not disease, the injury. But yeah, it's the plantar fascia is the part of it's like the the bridge of your foot. People injure it. It's a slow. It's a tough injury to come back from because you're not um, you're you're not as active, you, or like you can't stop being active, but you also can't recover. It's kind of like a rib injury, or like if you break a toe, there's nothing you can really do besides just try to stay off of it. You're stuck either way. And think about it. Do we really need him out in the outfield? Like if he can only DH, I mean that's fine for me. I don't want him playing right field more than. Ten times throughout, yeah. throughout a season. I mean, it, it's, you know, a good um, – he's depth. He would – if this was a regular season, it would be very tough for him to crack the roster with the way things have gone. So, you know, it, it works out for him. It's unfortunate that – you don't know what the offseason is going to hold or what the end of the season or what's going to happen there – but, like, we got to be – we just burnt another year. It's – we're ne- probably never going to see him live up to his potential in pinstripes. Probably not. It definitely feels that way. But the other thing is that the three outfield, three of the starting outfielders are three of the most injury-prone outfielders in the majors, and Stanton, Judge, and Hicks. So if he hangs around, I think over a normal 162-game season, should play in at least 50, 60, 70 games. You don't get drafted fifth overall to play in 50 games. That's a great point. You don't where have do you that think bad end, Where do you think he ends up? Well, so, I mean, you got to see what happens. Like, there is obviously the talk of, you know, there's always talk of, like, can we get rid of Stanton's contract, which I don't think we can. And I don't think the finances are going to make sense for anyone to want to do that after this season. Um, you've got Hicks for a long time. You've got Judge for a while. But, like, Gardner's going to be gone. And then it's, like, when it does come down to it, if you've got, like, Talkman, Clint, and then Duhar vying for, like, that other outfield spot in a year, you can get more, like, is the difference in your fourth outfielder as important? And this is, you know, a Brian Cashman decision because you've got to look at how injury-prone things are. Is our fourth or even fifth outfielder, is the difference of a Clint Frazier versus a Mike Talkman big enough versus the potential of a trade? You know, like, where can you make the team better as a whole? Like, do you take a dip in... Like, I think Clint Frazier's a better baseball player than Mike Tockman. 
Um, it, but is that gap as big as the difference between signing a number five starter and trading for a number three starter? Yeah, I think the trade might have more value, but we kind of saw last year at the deadline that nobody really wanted him. I think they – didn't they try to trade him for Robbie Ray and there were a couple of other deals and it didn't seem like anybody was really interested from what I heard. Yeah, they wanted more thrown in, but I think the being under control and the upside as teams are looking for deals from a financial standpoint going into next year I think would boost his value. You know what's crazy? This is going to be his fifth year in the organization. It's nuts. It's crazy, right? <laughs> it's nuts, dude. He was supposed to be our like he's supposed to be our starting left fielder for the last like three years. Oh yeah, he was the centerpiece. I mean, there were people that I remember when both of those trades went down. I actually uh, went to. Have you ever seen Shive Sports in Center City? It's like a little sports shop yeah, around yeah. here. Yeah. So Jason, Jason Stark was there, like signing books, and I actually went and I asked him, you know, these two prospects that we got. Clint Frazier and Glaber Torres, who do you think he's better? And he was like, oh, Clint Frazier's going to be you know, way better than Glaber. And he ended up being wrong. But there were a lot of people that thought that Clint was ahead of Glaber and was the biggest centerpiece that we got. Yeah, I mean, it just hasn't worked out. You got any more Yankee stuff? Um, no, nah, I'm good. Get well, uh, get well, Chappie, and now we can get to the, we can get to the bad stuff. But first, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. There's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out our daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, one word. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Go to betonline.ag, show them a little love, play some bets, if that's what you do. If you don't do that, don't risk your mortgage and get us in trouble. But they're good people. They've stuck with us uh, through, through the pandemic. So, let's, now that we've left fantasy land, let's talk reality. Teams are still canceling workouts. Players, uh, including managers David Ross for the Cubs, miss workout because test results are not getting back in time. And yeah, that's a concern good. because we are seeing a trickling in. Uh, so not a lot of players have opted out. I would say not a lot of players have opted out so far. But not a lot of players opted out before things started. And I thought that that was – there was good potential behind that. But now we're seeing – either it's because, like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't even know if Buster Posey was ever at camp. But there was like, oh, Buster Posey has been around for a couple of days. And people do the, like, well, is he uh, – does he have it? Does he not have it? Like, no one's really hearing anything. And then you find out that, like, nope, don't have it. Opting out because I'm adopting twins. And they are – were born prematurely. They're in the NICU. That's what I'm going to focus my time on. And uh, that's what makes sense, which is awesome. Uh, good for him. But people are, you know, Mike Kopik, Kopik for the White Sox, a team that I've talked about a lot on this team, you know, podcast, as saying, like, they are close enough there that they could be, like, we're young and dumb 
and sneak into a playoff spot. Yes. He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He said, listen, this start, stop. It's going to be weird innings. Stop. I'm just going to sit it out. Like, it's not worth with all that and my, like, you know, health in general. I'm going to sit out. A uh, guy from the Cardinals today said, like, ah, I got diabetes. I'm, I'm shutting it down. So I don't think that the league is doing itself any favors as more people are starting to re- say, like, hey, I'm not going to play. And as we hit new record highs of cases every day, I just I don't feel great about it. I feel more confident than I did in the past that the season is going to start. But I do wonder how sustainable this model is. No, it's scary. It's scary and you think about and you think about us going to Florida. We only have to go once, but you think about that and how many cases are there. And then obviously potentially going to Canada where things can be crazier with going in and out. Those are the two factors that worry me the most is going to going to play Tampa and then going to Canada potentially. See, I'm not even worried about where we're going so much as I worry more of just being at home, just being in New York. Being in New York and it's like, ah, you know, just want to go get a sandwich, you know, or whatever it is. And it just have out, but I'm worried about it for every team. Of once you like, so I got a haircut. I got the first haircut. They open at noon on a Friday. I was the first person. I got the cleanest, safest, most by the rules haircut that they're ever going to give. Because you yeah. have to think there's a certain comfort level where it's like, ah, this is work, this is work, and that's how things you know kind of wean off. I'm worried about that when it gets to mid-August, late August, and then, you know, you get a bunch of people sick. That's, that's my biggest fear. I just think it's – they're doing not a good enough job when everything's at its strictest that I, I don't see how they keep it going. My baby is just screeching in the background. I have noise-canceling headphones that I hear her. She's excited. We always talk about keeping that intensity up, the baseball intensity, but like you said, they're going to have to keep their guard up on the health intensity yes. for that 60 games, mid-August, mid-September. And you know, you think about the teams that if they start to fall out of it, they fall out of the race, they, they get lackadaisical, not just playing, but with everything, and that's something you have to think about. Yeah, that's, you know, complacency with it and just being like, ah, I'm, comfort- you know, I'm comfortable with it. That's what concerns me. Also in our division, we might not be going to Toronto because mm-hmm. uh, the Blue Jays have already asked about possibly playing in Buffalo. Uh, that's where they have their AAA team. Um, they, they've inquired, you know, hey, because I think there's a couple things. Uh, one, can you get, you know, can people get in and out of there easy enough? Buffalo has an airport. Um, but then also... Can, like, is there enough facility? Like, all the stuff that they have to do that a major league stadium is just more equipped for to adapt, you know, can we do that? So they've looked into it. I think part of it uh, is it's Canada's not fucking around, you know? Yeah, it's going to be a hassle, too. Every, every time a team has to go up there and come back, it's going to be a hassle for everybody. I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, you got to really be hoping for this, this Buffalo thing. It's kind of a no-brainer for us. Well, I mean, I think going to Toronto, I'd be even kind of less worried because if they stay – so in Buffalo, I mean, there's some stuff to do. In Toronto, because there had to be certain government, uh, like, acts of leniency. So 
it's normally 25, you know, 14 days, you know, before you come in the country. Obviously, baseball teams can't do that. So they were allowing it, but the whole idea is for the teams coming in and for the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are allowed to go to the Rogers Center to play baseball, have to live in the hotel in the outfield that's connected to it, <laughs> yeah. and you can't go anywhere else. And if you're seen anywhere else, someone, someone gets a picture of you on Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, $750,000 fine and possible jail time. Money talks. Yeah. The clubhouse space and AAA socks and all that stuff, but you're more likely to keep your guys out of trouble that way. Yeah, no, I didn't even I didn't think about that. I guess that would make sense. You can literally live at the stadium. And like no no other team would have that set up really. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've wanted to stay in the hotel there, but I haven't done it. And you can watch you can watch the game from there are certain room. rooms that yeah, yeah, you can see it. Um I had a teacher in college who coached in the CFL for the uh Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh and he said if you time it right, you can Check in on a Thursday, catch a game, catch a concert on Saturday, and then a football game on Sunday or on Saturday or whenever it is they play. But, like, you can be there for three nights and get three different experiences from your hotel room. Talk about talk about bang for your buck. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they land. If we go to Buffalo, I mean, it wouldn't be the uh, the end of the world. I'm cool with Buffalo. You got to remember the Yankees play like shit in domes. They play like shit at the Trop and they play like shit at the Sky Dome. So they're fucking anywhere. shitty domes. <laughs> yeah, just, that's true. I, I don't even know if there's any other domes. Because like, I, I well, know no, I mean, they go to, like shit there. We go to Houston. We play all right when they're not banging a trash can, right? <laughs> you know, but like those are just old shitty domes. Yeah, and we just always play terrible there. So I'm I'm on the Buffalo train for sure, and it's it's closer to New York City. Yeah, I mean, it makes it easier. It makes it a train ride. Um, you run into, because that's another concern that I would have, is just the Canadian government just being like, nope, this doesn't work for us. Like, cases are spiking. We're shutting this down. We can't even have the leniency for this. Yeah, the Canadian government is just another hurdle that yeah. we have to deal with. And there's enough hurdles going on. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with a foreign government that actually gives a shit about what's going on. It's, you know, yeah. it's a huge hurdle. Um <laughs> The other AL East news is uh, apparently the Orioles offered Puig a contract. Yeah, which is very surprising to me. I thought they were trying to lose as many games as possible. Like he so auto- very surprised. Like this. it's weird. Two weeks before a season's supposed to start, you're offering. I don't even know what the offer was, but like he immediately becomes the best player on your team. Like hundred oh, percent. Like he probably adds another win or two. Yeah, he go. They go from twelve to thirteen wins. <laughs> Whatever the case is. And so part of me was like, I see that. I see Judge's stiff neck. I'm like, what are we doing? Why don't we just get Puig on like a one-year, you know, we'll, and we'll pay you a million dollars to play the rest of the season. Dude, if the Orioles offered, it's probably less, man. They don't have any money. It was probably like 200K, 300K for 60 games. We'll give you I a hotel room. We'll give you a place to yeah. sleep. But like, a couple hookers. I'll tell you what, for as shitty as the Orioles are, like I don't want them – signing Puig because I don't want him to win a game for them no I don't exactly and this yeah I want we need to go nine and one against them in my opinion at least 
Yeah. I, I don't want to lose more than one game to them, and that could that could hurt. It would be entertaining for the games that we do play them. Like, he'd probably do something funny or stupid that we could laugh at, but, yeah, it would not help the Yankees. I'm just surprised with such a young, impressionable club that he would be the guy that they'd want to bring in. It kind of makes no sense to me. I think it's just, a, like, I don't know, maybe some people will watch. Yeah. Just this year. You know, hey, we're going to stink anyway. I guess no tickets to sell, though. Yeah, but like some ratings, maybe a couple jerseys, a couple t-shirts, a couple shirts. Yeah. People want rev, rev, revenue stream. Yeah, people want to remember the experience. And then the last thing that I have is I am obsessed with the new star of the Los Angeles Dodgers, Chico, the clubhouse attendant. So you haven't seen this. No. I you have to like when we get off this, you have to just go on Twitter and search like Dodgers Chico, C H I C O. So the Yankees have played some inter-squad games where it's like, oh, well, we actually have no fielders and nine DHs. Um, the Dodgers were just like, oh, hey, well, we've got a 30-year-old clubhouse attendant who throws batting practice sometimes. We all call him Chico. Let's throw a number 97 jersey on him and throw him out there in left field. So he's out there. He's in left field. So, you know, runner on third base fly ball into, like, you know, the triangle of death between center field, left field, and shortstop. Here comes Chico. And, like, the announcers are even, like, joking around about it because there are announcers when you see these clips because these games are on TV. And it's just like, oh, well, Chico better get that. Like, they're kind of, like, talking shit. Chico lines it up, perfect form, shoots home, perfect throw, don't run on Chico, no one runs. And then, now this is a totally separate game. This wasn't just, like, a one-day thing. He's out in left field again, runner on first, fly ball into the left field corner. So he's backed up. Guy's a fucking clubhouse attendant, you know? Guy's 30 years old, not playing pro baseball. I'm a major league baseball player. I'm on first base. I'm going to tag up, right? Because it's just heads up baseball. I need to get a little running. Chico throws him out <laughs> at second base by a mile. I'm excited to watch this. You got to see Chico out there. And so there are all these jokes like Chico's about to get a contract and all this stuff. And then uh, Dave Roberts was just like, let everyone know last night, like, now nah, the Chico experiment's over. Like, that was Done. fun. But, like, now, nah, like, maybe he's getting a little too much attention. Talk about a dream come true, though, if you're a clubhouse attendant to be getting reps at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> like, playing in, like, full uniform, wearing two different color jerseys. Like, we're playing a real baseball game. Yeah. This is on TV. Chico, I love it. It's like you need bodies. You need bodies. It's like um, the emergency goalie in hockey. Yes, uh, but you know, obviously, it's not a game that counts. But like, that's so cool to live it. Like, it's cool enough to have one of those jobs where you get to go to a major league ballpark every day. And when you're a clubby, you're dealing with a lot of shit. You're hiding mistresses and and crap like that. You're dealing with you know stinky jock straps. Dude, got to go out there play two games. You know. You're calling off a, you know, you're calling off a center fielder for the Dodgers. <laughs> it's almost ridiculous, and with all the negative shit going on, it's good to hear about these like fun-loving stories, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's just in so much negativity that I play a role in. Um, <laughs> it's good to just have something fun like Chico to like. Live. I saw like a blog was already selling like "Don't Run on Chico" shirts. <laughs> oh, it's capitalized, man! This is the time. Like that's if it was if that was the Yankees, like we would have had a shirt out already. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, I I tried to think of like. 
who it would be because I think I pointed out to you. Uh, anyone, next time you're at a uh, game at Yankee Stadium, watch our ball boys down the lines. They can't throw fucking at all. The guy on the first baseline, Edwin, has been there as the ball boy since the 2009 World Series. And, like, he was underage then, so he couldn't drink because he's told me this. But if you watch him, it looks like he's never thrown a ball in his life. It's fucking hilarious. I, I've been watching doing that for, for 11 years? Yeah, he can't throw, like, at all. He throws from, like, right here, from, like, right off his shoulder. Like, his hand almost hits his shoulder off there. <laughs> it's so fucking funny because he's just out there, like, warming up Aaron Judge every <laughs> inning and just, like, can't throw. It's hilarious. Uh, I've been watching him for years. I point out. To How did you everybody. come into contact with him? Or sat in the front row next to him okay. a bunch of times. Just, just said, "Hey, I'm yeah, Jack. no, like, no, like, hey, I've just I'm at games all the time. So my last job, we had tickets in the fourth row in section O twelve. So that's right where he is. And then I would just go up and sit there, or if I brought, um. Like some, you know, so I would go. Sometimes I would just be like, if I had four tickets, it was like me, my wife, and then like two of my buddies. Sometimes I just go just my buddies, but like one game a year, or you know, I just tell my wife like, because I would get these tickets fifteen, twenty times a year. I'm going to games. Sometimes they're like three days in a row, nonstop, and it's with a suite and everything included in it. And you know, but sometimes I'm bringing because it was through work. Like sometimes the CEO would just be like, Hey, Jack, can you just bring like three girls from the Cubes who, like, would never go to a baseball game. I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah. no problem, whatever. I can expense Billy's. All right. Um, and Or, like, my wife would bring a friend or whatever. So I would just go up and be like, yo, Edwin, can I get a ball? Like, you know, when you get one of these foul balls, like, let me get it from one of these girls. Throw them, like, ten bucks. Make their That's life. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Got it all hooked up. And, the, and what a long job. That is not a job where I think there'd be ten straight years of the same person. I don't think he has a lot of uh, skill set to do many other things. <laughs> You know, okay. I think if you're from the South Bronx and you get that job, like you've kind of you've made it to a great job where because, you know, I don't the hourly on that's probably fucking nothing. But you get tipped out by all the players. Throughout and the, the experience year. is like no other job you're going to find hanging out with Judge and Stan. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, why? You know, I'm talking about a, a guy who's like he's like a five, six Spanish guy from the Bronx. You're fucking living the dream right now. So, yeah, I think that's all we got. Again, we recorded this on Monday. So if there's still more on the end of this, something has gone bad. Something Push the panic button bad. if you see more time. Yeah. yeah. Unless they retroactively like gave us the 27, 2017 World Series. But <laughs> I don't think that's happening. So you can follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, on Instagram. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod. One thing I'm going to self promote here if you've been following me for a little bit, you know in December I had a dog show up in my house, Susie, and I've helped her through her recovery and um, with, you know, all this stuff was on the news a lot. And um, from that, we've inspired uh, over 100 animal adoptions dog, cats, two guinea pigs. Someone was like, I got these two guinea pigs because there was like a place that was breeding them and like they were rescued. It got like, it was like a, a, a guinea pig mill. Like the cops wow. busted it up. So it's like, I can't handle a dog, but I got these two. And it's like, great. If we inspire it, that's awesome. Um, I am sponsoring 100 dog adoptions. So I'm giving away $10,000. All 
I'm giving $100 to 100 people. If you go, you can go. There's a video on my Twitter, or you can go to Susan Pupman, spelled like Susan Waldman, but it's Pupman because uh, I named it after her. I actually have to email her after that. She emailed me yesterday. Um, go, like, if you go, you can get the details on it. Essentially, if you go out and go to a rescue and you adopt a dog, you can then go to SusanPupman.com and it takes you to a Google form. Fill out some simple information, your name, email, whatever, where you got the dog. You upload at least two images, one of, like, my proof of adoption. The other is just, like, a picture of your dog. All we ask is, all we get in return is we get to share it on social, that, like, hey, we inspired this adoption, get more people to adopt, and I will Venmo, Zelle, or PayPal you $100, as long as I can verify that, like, you've done it. If you're just going to go out and adopt your dog because you like the story and you don't want the $100, you can say, hey, I don't want the $100, I'll give that $100 to another person and we'll get more and more adoptions. So, um, I've got 10 people who've already filled out the form, so... I'm, I still got nine grand unaccounted for that you could have if you want to save dogs. Free money. Free money. It will not. I will say this. I'd say in the video like very quickly, $100 will not cover the expense of a dog. There are way <laughs> more expenses than that. But if, you rescue, if you're rescuing a senior dog, this will cover all or most of your adoption expenses. So if you're not thinking about adoption, this isn't for you. If you're sitting on the top of the fence, probably not for you either. But if you're climbing down that fence, it will soften your landing. Um, there you go. That's some dog guy stuff. Hey, we don't know what's going to happen with the season, but we know if they finish it, it's going to be one team standing, and it's the Yankees, and we're going to socially distance and wear masks for it, but we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.